Hey guys, Tom Ulrich and Sean Quigley here from the podcast What's Going On Here. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and TuneIn. And to get in touch with us, uh, just go to our Facebook page and leave a message or email us at what's going on here podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, guys. Hey guys, T Love here. We have another episode that we recorded on location at the Beer Authority in New York City. And this is episode 33, where we will be breaking down the Gotham bracket of the What's Going On Here 2018 Best Tournament Superhero Movies. So, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Cheers! Alright! Well, we're back with another episode of What's Going On Here. And we will delve right into our 2018 Best Tournament Superhero Movies. We will be doing the Gotham bracket right now, and we're doing this live from... Well, live. You're not going to hear it live, but we're doing this from... The people behind us are hearing it live. The people behind us are hearing it live. We're doing this from the Beer Authority in New York City. Yeah. Yeah. You can hear the uh, Fratelli's Chelsea Dagger playing out in the background. That's fan of them. I forgot how much I like this song. And the Fratelli's, I don't think they will be suing us for copyright or anything anytime soon, because I don't think the Fratelli's have, have done much since then, but... A good song. I like. I didn't realize this song was even known in America. Chelsea Dagger or the Fratelli. It's like. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's a, it's a pretty local thing. No, um, you know what it is? Because this song was on a popular video game. Oh, it was. Like, most of my quote-unquote music discoveries have been from video games, <laughs> literally. Because like, I mean, yeah, Billy they, Talent. You know. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Asian Dub Foundation. These guys, it's like all these, like on the video games, and I'm just like, Ooh, what video game is Billy Talent? Because I remember the oh goodness, it's yeah, Red Flag was on it. It's one of these where you take a car, you mash it up, and you burn out, burn out, maximum burnout revenge. Yes, 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 yes. I like yeah, they're great. I love Billy. They have they have great music on that on that video game. They do, and also all the sports games that they put out now have good songs on the yeah. the Maddens and your NBAs and yeah, stuff. Yeah, they yeah. have good songs. Yeah, yeah so it, it's a great because radio is just whatever's popping. It's crap. Yes, that's why I actually like the new um, the ninety two three came back. The alt alternate uh, station oh, came back. Yeah, I don't know what that is. It's also yeah, it's great. Thank you. Um, the alternate radio station came back. And 92.3 and they play alt music so there's like okay. stuff that you won't hear on all the other stations yeah. which is neat okay cool but, all right so uh, we're in the gotham bracket today uh well the last uh, episode we did the metropolis bracket and to recap our movies that went into the second round are avengers age of ultron ant-man the amazing spider-man watchmen X-Men, Days of Future Past, Deadpool, Logan, and Captain America Civil War. That Metropolis bracket is a tough bracket. Yeah. Because there's some good movies in there. Oh, yeah. So. Who put this shit together? I don't know. Uh. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. The rankings were all done by how much money they made. That's that's okay. all I did. That's fair. Because that's otherwise, fair. nah, I'm not going to get this right. Yeah. So. No. All right. So, these are our uh, uh, movies facing off in the Gotham bracket. Dark Knight versus Blade Trinity. Batman Begins versus Batman Forever, Iron Man versus The Wolverine, Spider-Man Homecoming versus Goat Rider, Batman... <laughs> Ghost Rider. Uh, the Goat, Goat Rider. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that is, but we're putting it through. <laughs> we should review, we should find it and review it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Goat Rider. Ghost Rider, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, Batman, the 1989 Jack Nicholson one versus The Fantastic Four, the original one. Guardians of the Galaxy 2 versus Daredevil. Justice League versus Captain America the First Avenger and Wonder Woman versus Superman 3. I don't really see any big like upsets. The, 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 any big upsets, any no. big like worries like what's like no. actually Metropolis the Metropolis bracket was kind of tough because there was a lot of like ah oh, yeah yeah I don't see I think this is fairly straightforward. It is. This bracket is pretty close. I mean, I guess it will be harder in the second with the heat. Yes, yes, um, in the second round for all of them. Yeah. But before we do that, let me just say, we are drinking Victory Prima Pills, which is by the Victory Brewing Company in downtown Pennsylvania. It is a Pilsner at 5.3 ABV and nothing listed for the IBUs. 
and we're going to be having the three cheese quesadillas with uh, chipotle chicken. So that should be fairly yummy. Yeah. All right. So let's start. I, this is an easy one. Even though I enjoyed, well, I sort of enjoyed Blade Trinity. I enjoyed Blade Trinity because Jessica Biel was in a shower. Because there's I'm a, a pig. There's a lot of these films that I'd need to go back and rewatch to be able to give you any sort of like distinct but you, opinion. But you, I don't no, want to don't. go back and this is, say that. No, you don't because this is The Dark Knight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Dark Knight to me is... is it's probably the pinnacle almost. Yeah, yeah, no, no. This movie... I mean, they're probably going to end up facing against each other, like Dark Knight versus the Avengers, and I probably that they should almost. It, it, it's 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 a shame that they should, right? Yeah. But this is almost it's not like a one versus a two; it's like a one versus a one a. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, the Dark Knight is just such a brilliant, such a well done movie. Uh, what's his face was was brilliant in it. And it's just, Ledger. As, as much as I love uh, Joss Whedon uh, and some of the other directors that have done some of these films, yep. um, there's, I can't think of any, with the exception of Guillermo del Toro with Hellboy, right. who legitimately won an Oscar this year for Best Film, which is more than Chris Nolan's ever done. Um, yeah. You, There's no one behind any of these films at the director caliber Chris Nolan, as far as when you look at what he does and like you know critically acclaimed, and right, 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 like, like serious he's a movies, serious director. yeah, 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 yeah. And he just all his films. Are, I mean, I'm a huge Chris Nolan fan personally. Um, it's amazing and the things he's done, the films he's made, Interstellar, Inception, yes. Dark Knight, yes. are like some brilliant film. Even like The Prestige, going slightly further back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a he's a brilliant filmmaker. He is. Um, I, I mean. Uh, to me, this is an easy one. There's, there's no question. The Dark Knight. Yeah, and he had three films to get it out, and this was the, this was his magnum opus. This was his. Yes, by far. Um, by far. And it's probably the best example ever. And I don't think anyone will ever actually beat it for it. I hope they don't almost, because it's not a great thing to have to tout. But as far as uh, post mortem film release, like as far as someone dying and then being uh, recognised. Yes. I don't. I can't think of any example where someone has died and then the film has come out and it's been, you know, legitimately more impressive a performance. Yes. Heath Ledger really, when you think about it, has been one of the biggest tragedies. Yes. As far as it took him, The Dark Knight, to legitimately win that Oscar. Yes. And of course, it helped him win because he died. But he really. I mean, I, we almost need to stop this discussion now because we have a film in which a superhero film. Yes. Someone wins a, an Oscar, an Oscar yeah. for their performance. Yes. No, no one no. else. Yeah, no, no. This bracket, this bracket is pretty much locked up. Yeah. We're we're just going through emotions at this point. Yeah. yeah. Because that is, by far and away, just. I, not even Tommy Wiseau. No, no, no. Not even Tommy Wiseau's <laughs> uh, 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 um, Joker would be that good. I mean, here's the thing about it. He made it so real. He made it so real because if you can actually. Lose yourself for a second and put yourself in this universe where this kind of stuff happens. Where there is a Batman, where there is a Joker, where there is a Superman, all this stuff. Yeah. Heath Ledger was able to make it as realistic as possible. Because his character wasn't just like some insane guy. Because insane is easy, right? Gary, abu Gary drug abuse, he does it all the time, right? And, and his character was insane, but... He actually, and I don't know if, if with you it was the case, evoked sympathy from me. Yeah, yeah. Because you almost got the like story, like because at one point they referred to it as like his wife went crazy or tried to kill him, and like he he cut the like smile into his face and what, and it's just like this is this is a dude who's just disturbed, yeah. like horribly so, but disturbed as like he really does need help. Yeah, so many great parts of it. And and also, what makes it even kind of creepy in a way, is that he, compared to most people who have played that role, with the exception of Jared Leto in Suicide Squad, which I'm going to discount, right. he's very young. 
We yeah. think Jack Nicholson, you know, was very much at the older end of his career at that sure. point. Sure. Um, he was easily in his forties yeah, at that point. Cesar Romero, who's being the original on-screen Joker, he was his, he was again he was coming towards the end of his career, really. And which was done very campily. Yeah. Well done, but campy. Uh, the whole the whole flavor of that show was. It was camp. all those with Burgess Meredith. They were all just having fun at that right, point. Right, right, right. Um, but he, this is a guy who's he wasn't in, you know he was in his thirties. Like, right. He was a young guy. So for a character who legitimately to look, he's in his thirties and to be this messed up, right? To have this depth, you know that this is really like he's a true psycho. Like, yeah. there's something yeah, yeah. really. Dark. I mean, the thing with the Jack Nicholson character, unless he's a mirror or whoever, if you're an older, it's almost you've got so much backstory to get into it that you almost get to the point where like, yeah, but maybe he's had he. Life got so much to him, so much through to him, he just snapped. Right. Went crazy, you know? Right. Whereas this guy, like, he's young enough that no amount of experience turned him into this. Right. Like, he just was innately. Well, off not even from that, like, go. the pain he conveys, like, in that scene where Batman's coming on a motorcycle and is trying to shoot him. Yeah. He's like, come on, do it, do it, do it. It's like, he wants to, someone to end him. Just so he doesn't have to keep doing it all. He, it, it was brilliant. It was. And, and yeah, Chris Nolan knows exactly what he's doing with that film. It's yeah. very clever. As someone who I'm very fascinated with the um, psychological aspects surrounding uh, psychopathy or psychopaths. Right. Um, read quite a few books on it. I read one book and then it got me addicted. Now I started reading loads of books. Right. Uh, which makes me a bit of a psychopath for being so sure. fascinated by psychopaths. Oh, well. But. Um, and just you wouldn't for be the doing this show otherwise. No, that's true. For the listeners' information, I do rank very highly on the psychopath test. <laughs> but that's only compared to the average human. Compare me to, like, you know, John McGason, and I'm, I'm, I'm pretty safe. The librarians, yeah. Just compared to most people, I'm, I'm pretty high. Which but, kind um, of speaks about me, because it doesn't even concern me in the least. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> but, it, but he, uh, yeah, he, he knows what he's doing. He knew that, that he was painting a genuine psychopath, as opposed to a cartoon villain. Because there were so many ways in that, somebody's fascinated with the genre of psychopaths. Yep. The, the, one of the most classic examples used in um, the teaching of psychopathy and the difference between a psychopathic mind and a, a you know a non-psychopathic mind is they use the example that they enacted in the film of the boats, and they're like, you have one boat full right. of bad people, convicts, people who are legitimately bad, you know they're bad, and then one boat full of normal people, civilians, bad people. I mean, good people, uh, you have to destroy one, or else potentially both are destroyed. How quick, you know, how quick, how easy is it for you to make that decision? Right. And it's, and it's, it's purposely a hard question to think about because it's supposed to be hard because most normal people can't be so frivolous with the idea of death being so Meted out. final, right, so right, right. obvious, right. so clinical. Whereas a psychopath, in the opposite, thinks completely in a logical way about right. these things and doesn't think twice about it. Right. They think just like, no. Oh, that's easy. It's easy. Yeah. It's easy for me. It yeah. doesn't need to bother. Exactly. So for the Joker in this scenario, he's presented in this way, in this classic, he's like, doesn't even try to bother him. He's like, this is easy, Batman. Like, yeah. you know, do it. Let it happen. He's yeah. a bunch of criminals. Who cares? Who cares? Yeah. Whatever. Go for it. Yeah, yeah. You know? But yeah, he's yeah. purposely, like, so by doing it, he's taunting him to the point where he's He's proving to him that he's of this higher intellectual mind. He's like, what? Guess what? I'm a psychopath, but that makes me more dangerous than you because I don't hesitate to make the easy decisions. Right. In my mind, they're easy. Or the hard decisions. Right, right, yeah. right. For me, it's easy. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's just it's so well done. So well done. Well done. All right. So the next one is Batman Begins versus Batman Forever. Um, this is... Oh. Yeah. 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 Easy. Batman Begins. Because Batman Forever was just... If it could be forgotten forever, that would be brilliant. I mean, if anything can be said about it, uh-huh. it's not as bad as Batman and Robin. No, it's not. It's not as bad. Because at the end of the day, you have Tommy Lee Jones in it. And it's as bad as he is in it. No, I mean, Tommy Lee Jones is still Tommy Lee Jones. And Jim Carrey is the, is the Riddler. Actually... Like, the Riddler's an irritating character. <coughs> and Jim Carrey at that time was potentially an irritating screen presence. Yes. So therefore, it really worked. I, <laughs> Quite frankly, and, and I hate to even say this, but Jim Carrey was way better in that movie than Tommy Lee Jones was. I thought Tommy Lee Jones was terrible as as, as Two Face. I really did. Yeah. And I don't know if it's because he just never bothered to like open up one of the comic books and, and you know do a little research or whatever. But I, I 
as bad as that wound was, I didn't think it was. Well, someone should have just thrown him off the back. Oh no! Wait a minute. Oh yeah, yeah. Because Batman Returns is the one with Danny DeVito and Michelle Pfeiffer, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Someone off the bat should have just said to him, "Look, Tommy, you're a good actor. You're playing this guy. He was a DA, he was district attorney, he was a lawyer. That's all you need to think about." As far as the basketball goes, now because of a traumatic event, let's right. call it PTSD. <laughs> right. You're now basically a gangster. Right. And you're just concerned with uh, getting your rightful, you know, whatever. That's what he needs to know about. Yes. Now read the lines thinking that. Yes. Then it would have been way better. Yes. So he read it, it was like, this is a comic book film, I'm a comic book villain, I'm going to be a comic book bad guy. Yeah, yeah. And that's what. Yeah. Among other things. Well, anyway, Batman Begins we're taking. We, we don't really have to look much past no. that. And that was a good film, actually. I liked <laughs> Batman Begins. I thought it was decent. It wasn't bad. Yeah, it was a decent It was a decent reboot, I thought. Yeah. It was a decent reboot. I really, I, I thought it was uh, well done. I, I mean... As a comic book aficionado and I'm like an uber geek and all that, I don't know, don't necessarily like how they, what they made his origin story into, that he just went to this one guy. And I understand it's a movie and there's only so much they could do, but they could have done stuff with montages. Um, the, the problem was they started Bruce Wayne on the path when he was much older than when he was supposed to. Like, because he was supposed to, like, start that path when he was 11, as opposed to as an adult, you know? So, hey, there's that. But. All right, next uh, matchup. Iron Man. But there are some good lines in Batman Begins, just to go back to that quickly. One of my favorite lines in any of the hero films is the, um, when he's pissing around in the hotel, and there's those girls. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. around in the fountain, and he's yeah, like, yeah. oh, I'm having a good time. He's like, oh, Mr. Wayne, we really can't do that. And he's like, well, you know, get your manager. And he's like, well, no, the manager would tell you the same thing. I just like, bought the oh, hotel. I just bought the hotel. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Like, that's perfect. I'm yeah, like, yeah. right. Yes, <laughs> yeah. It's almost like a Tony Stark line, really, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the next one is, we have Iron Man versus the Wolverine. And to me, this is an easy one. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. this was the Wolverine in Japan, which was sort of kind of, well, not sort of kind of, it was a lot better than Origins Wolverine. Um, but the story kind of fizzled at the end. It was just like, I think it was the same director as Logan. Is it really? James Mangold? It might have been. Um, yeah, I think it was. You know. Let me think. I mean, I say, when I say let me think, I mean, let me I'm it. Hmm. Uh, it might have been. I'm, I'm not it. sure. I have the IMDb app on my phone basically just because of this podcast. Yeah. James Mangold did both. Okay. Um, well, that explains why it like, picked up and got a lot better than Origins. He's, he's a weird scenario. He's a weird filmography, James Mangold. He Copland. Oh, wow. A film. Girl Interrupted. Okay. Kate and Leopold. Which okay. About the past. Okay. Uh, Identity, which I don't remember, is Annie Hopkins' film. It's actually pretty good. Okay. Uh, Walk the Line. Okay. Cash film. Yeah. Night and Day, which is a disaster, and then the Wolverine, and then Logan. Oh, okay. This is a weird collection of films, but um, well, yeah. I mean, as 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 noble as an effort as that was, the Wolverine, the, the original Iron Man, in terms oh. of like origin stories, was just brilliant. It was just so well done, mm. and I mean, it's kind of like Ryan Reynolds was born to be Deadpool. Downey Jr. was born to be Tony Stark. Like the arrogance comes across so easily because I'm guessing he's just that arrogant. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It, 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 it's effortless and it shows. And yeah. it's just the story was just so well done, the whole thing. I mean, Jeff uh, 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 Bridges was great in it as the bad guy, I thought. Yeah, yeah he was. You know? Uh, yeah. yeah. This, this one's easy. This is Iron Man all the way. Alright. Next one. Spider-Man Homecoming versus Ghost Rider. Okay, yeah, again, I've not seen Ghost Rider, put it out there, not seen the sequel, which will come up at some point uh, soon. Um, not seen it. In, you know what? I might even go back and uh, watch it, the original at least. I don't think I'll ever see the sequel, but I might go back and watch the original just because I didn't realise that it was even a comic book film. I didn't realise it had any sort of legitimate, like, you know, um, base kind of. Oh, like, you didn't know that was a comic book no. character? A, a very well liked comic book no. character too in the pantheon of Marvel. No, I didn't know that. Um, I saw it at it was at a time when Nicolas Cage was making a whole bunch of shitty films. I saw it as Nicolas Cage was doing a really weird shitty film, 
and I was like, well, it came out about the same time as this film that he did called Drive Angry. Drive Angry. <laughs> Genuinely, it's called Drive Angry. The only reason I knew about it, it was on billboards right where I used to go to work. Isn't drive that the angry. line from Groundhog Day? Yeah. <laughs> when Bill Murray tells the beaver, don't drive angry, and then yeah. drives off the cliff. <laughs> yeah. It's called Drive Angry. There was a Nicholas Cage film driving it, came out about right the same here? time as Ghost Rider. Came out about the same time as Ghost Rider. That was just him at a wheel, just looking at angry, driving. I <laughs> know, you get this, it was called Drive Angry 3D. That was the, the full title, it was Drive Angry 3D. They bothered to put it in 3D? Oh, they did, yeah. Wow. Um, so. Oh, it, this must have inspired, uh, what's his face's, uh, 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 what's his name? Tom, uh, 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 um, I'm, I'm blanking on his name now. Uh, um, Dark Knight Returns, Tom, uh, oh, um, Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy, yeah. Well, didn't he have, like, a movie called Drive? Oh, we did, yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, it wasn't called Drive. Was it The Drive? What was it called? That's a good film, by the way. Yeah, it was a fantastic. That? No, I haven't, but I heard only good things about it. That's why, oh, being that's yeah, why I'm being yeah. facetious to saying that must have inspired Tom Hardy's movie. Slightly. Yeah, yeah maybe. <laughs> um, but, I mean... I saw that on the plane, by the way. One of the best plane movies you can see, because it's an entire movie that is that is filmed and set, and it's like an hour and a half just inside the interior of a car, of car. driving the M4. Are just telephone conversations. This guy driving whilst on the telephone. Yes, what is like the best way to wife on the airplane? Because, because you can't have no other way. I'm like, so insulated. <laughs> He's insulated. I was like, oh, this is perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, Spider-Man: Homecoming, I really enjoyed. I liked. I shouldn't say liked. I love Tom Holland as Peter Parker. Yeah. I thought the introduction of this whole big supporting cast was unnecessary because mm. he was always a loner and all of a sudden he has a best friend I don't know it kind of helps with the storyline and all that that's like my only part that I didn't really like yeah, yeah I thought everything else was like really well done like him getting in trouble the whole interaction between him and Stark it was kind of like me you know him and uh, 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 I love Marissa Tomei as Aunt uh, I love that angle actually yeah yeah that's clever that like she's that. like hot and you know, because Aunt May was it's, always this doddering old lady. It's so clever what they've done because they've taken the generation of people who, well, when they were a kid, they were the same age as Peter Parker. Right. And Aunt May, of course, is this old aunt. Right. And those guys are now middle-aged. Right. They're going like, oh, my childhood, and Aunt May of a sudden is their age. Yes. And they're like, oh, now I see it from a but, different but, angle. But even, but even that, I mean, even like in the movie, they refer to it that like, Everyone's giving Aunt May free stuff because she's hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because she's like this sexy, like, middle-aged woman. and Yeah, she's gone from helpless to, like, yeah. Yeah, 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 which which I really enjoyed. I, I thought that was a really great angle, so... Oh, another I, Oscar winner, by the way. So, I've seen yes. about films that have Oscars in that... Superhero films. Yes, this is true. This is Although, true. it almost doesn't count with women. This women well. don't count, because if we go in there, we say Catwoman should be on here. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Women have a very bad record with winning Oscars and then getting cast in shitty uh, superhero films, whereas men get an Oscar <coughs> and then they never go near a superhero film in their life. This is, this is true. So, and I thought, as, again, as, as the comic book geek amongst the two of us, I, I knew where their heart was for Ghost Rider, and I appreciated it for that. But in the end, it's just, you know, Nicolas Cage, and it's like, it's almost like, which I don't understand, because... And I don't know how that happened, but Nicolas Cage almost like from the get-go decided he was Robert De Niro, where in every movie, or Sean Connery, where in every movie he's not the character, he's Nicolas Cage. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, he'll just change the accent. Because, you know, yeah. in Con Air, he's the same guy that's in The Rock. Does he ever change his accent? Well, in Con Air, he's got a southern accent. Oh, he does? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but he's from Memphis. Who is? Nicolas Cage. He is? Yeah. Isn't he one of the Coppolas? Yeah, but he's from Memphis. Well, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Po point being, who says like that? Oh, yeah. Well, and that's fine. But yeah. the point being, like, he's always the, he's always the same character. Gone in sixty yeah. seconds. He's the same character. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's always the same character in all the movies. It's like he even did that really cheesy, like Merlin movie or something where he plays Merlin. Oh yeah, yeah. I forget who the fuck was the it. Sorcerer, last sorcerer. Sorcerer's Apprentice, Apprentice, something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. And it's just. Yeah, like I said, their heart was in the right place, but it's an easy pick. I, I definitely take Spider-Man: Homecoming over that. So, yeah. Spider-Man: Homecoming? Yeah. 
Yes. Okay. I like that film. I thought that was good. I think yeah, it was a good, good. It was a good movie. It was a good I'm looking movie. forward to, like I said in the previous episode, um, I'm, I'm, I'm liking the idea that they push him because he's obviously by far the youngest of the uh, cast yeah. that they've got. He was 19 when he got cast, wasn't he? Yeah, and he's playing younger than that, obviously, because yeah, sure. he looks young. He's he, small. He's very young, yeah. Yeah, he's a little guy. He's like 5'7 five, or 5'6 five, or something. Um, so, well, the, uh, what I loved about that cast, actually, is that he's a high school gymnast. Yes. So all those like flips and stuff, they don't have to use a stuntman. Yeah. They can use him. And I think that's, it's like, it's kind of Hollywood used to do that. Yeah. yeah. And then they just kind of veered away from it. It's like, oh, why, you know, finding these guys when we could just pay a stuntman to do it. And I like Michael Keaton. <coughs> Michael Keaton did a great job. I'm oh, a yes. Keaton fan. And it all ties up, you know, you get and, it. And, and the twist at the end, I did not see it coming. No, me neither. I did not see it coming. And the minute it happened, I was like, that, that scene in the car yes. with the problem was really good. That was very well done. Yeah. Very well done. And I even like the interaction at the end when Michael Keaton like sees that he pulled him out of the fire. Yeah, and he yeah, just yeah. kind of left him there. And he's just like, all right, this is a good kid. I'm out of taking things too far. Yeah. You know, and at the end... And again, it makes sense. It's a clever... What a clever baddie. It's again similar. It's yes. like post 9-11. I see yes. his job's going. I see this... It was a very... Yes. Of, of the time yes. character. It was very, very well done. Very well done. Well, the, the only problem I do have with that now thinking about it is I don't know why I don't I, I think he is slightly slightly too good looking Who? for the role Tom Holland I, no, I don't the, think the so. thing I liked about Tobey Maguire he's, he's never good looking like he had a charm to him a boyish yes. charm but he's yes. never a great looking guy compared to like James Franco um, well, I don't think James Franco's a particularly good-looking guy either. <laughs> oh, you're on your own there, my friends. Oh, you want, oh, some, Jim, you want some Jimmy Franco. Oh, we all love Franco and his squinty little eyes. <laughs> we love those squinty little eyes and that little grin, that little... Oh, uh, you like your like Jimmy Franco? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I didn't. Um, I thought they were all very plain-looking to me. Uh, I mean, they all look handsome. Th- well, you, you probably think he looked handsome because he's in the movie with Willem Dafoe. Oh, maybe. <clears throat> but I, I think the other thing with Tom Holland... Less with him, I, he fair enough, but he's surrounded by good-looking people. In that his date, I think he, the the girl in it. And the girl, yes. Oh, she's super she's pretty. She's too hot yes. to be with him. Yes. Because the Mary Kate and all that stuff works because the whole point is that like they have a pre-existing thing yes. going on. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And it's where they want they. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mary Jane, sorry. Uh, you know, they live next door, they know each other, yes, and yes, it yes. takes a while before that happens. Yes, you yes, know, yes. You have yes. the whole Gwen Stacy in the comic books before we get to that point. Right. So you have a build. But here, like, already he's taken to prom by far the hottest girl in the school. Drew. Gorgeous, biracial girl that, even, that, right. that you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Like, for that, I have an issue. I'm like, uh, uh, I feel like it would be kind of cuter if she was just a, a, normal a nice girl. girl. Yeah, a nice you girl. Know? It just well, you know, for that more. matter, that's what, in one of the ways. That's why I think Emma Stone was the perfect cat. Yes, she was. Yeah. Because I don't think she's like this dropped gorgeous girl. She's, you know, it's, it's the old and it just, at the risk of sounding misogynist, or I should say, at not trying to sound misogynist, it applies to whoever the you're attracted to. Yeah. Somebody might not be what is considered universally or classically good looking. But when you throw in a personality, mm. like somebody's fun, somebody's inventive, somebody's funny, yeah. whatever the case may be, or full of life, all of a sudden this person goes from a seven to a nine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And people on the outside are like, you're out of your mind. It's like, that's because you're not hanging out with this person, and they make life worth living. There's a lot of actresses now. <laughs> it's almost like the Jennifer Lawrence school of actors now. Where right. She's a great example of that. Where yeah. like she's do- she does so well because. Not only she's so much fun, she's so kooky and fun. Right. One who I think is going to explode, I mean, she already has, but she's going to be massive because everything I've seen her in, I prefer way much to Jeff Lawrence, both looks and acting, is Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie seems to be so much fun. I mean, she's she Australian, so does. she has an advantage. Right, yeah, right, right, right. Um, But she's so down to earth, she seems like such yes. a dork. Yes. And she's obviously drop dead. Yes. Oh, no, 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 gorgeous. She's... But, but she was cast in the first thing she did but, was Walk of Wall but, Street but, as like. But here's the thing: Margot Robbie is way hotter than any of them. Yeah. So I think I, I don't necessarily think that's the best example. Because mm. just her look, she walks into a room, everybody stops. Yeah. But she's so dorky, like you well, know what I mean. And that's she's great, a, and, yeah. and that's what makes it great. Yeah. But that's like I told you, like the girl that I knew in one of my used to be classes, um, Allegra. 
who was like the six foot blonde, and you're like, oh my god, I thought she was a supermodel. And yeah. she said like how dorky she was because she was tall early on, like in her childhood, and but she was like not only gorgeous but hilarious and just yep. super nice. And it's like it's almost like it's not fair. At least be a bitch, you know? <laughs> at least yeah. do something, you know? But yeah. so that 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 that's there. All right. Next bracket, we have the original Batman versus the Fantastic Four. The 2005 Fantastic Four. Again, I mean... Nothing to talk nothing about. Nothing to talk about. I mean, that already just seeing that has made me want to go back and watch the original Batman because that's been, I realise it's been a while Long since I've seen it. Seen it yeah. um, but especially I think now, in this realm we're in now, of the resurgence of the films, you have to pay tribute to that because it really reinvented it. Yeah, totally. After well, the well, next closest to that was you know mainstream was the Superman films, and that was a good like ten years prior or no longer, longer. longer. No, no, no. Yeah, eleven years. Yeah, because the original Superman, the Richard Donner Superman with Christopher Reeve was eighty nine. Yeah, no, uh, seventy eight, and this yeah. was eighty nine. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, and and the big difference was the Donner films were Superman. Very hopeful, very inspiring, bright colors, primary colors, yes, blue, red, yellow, you know, very. And this was, uh, 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 um, what's his name? Uh, t- Tim Burton. Tim Burton, which was like just totally gone. Back when Tim and Burton dark. was young and passionate L- and, and legitimate, had a yeah. And now the poor guy, and I see it. I wish he'd wake up. I wish he would reach the point where it's like, look, guys, you're expecting me to make films in the style that I did. When I was 20. 20. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm in my 50s. Right. My entire world outlook and personality has completely changed. changed. Yep. Guess what? I don't want to do this anymore. Right. No wonder you think all my stuff is shit. Right. Because you're, every time you give me a project, you assume I'm going to do that because that's been imprinted as my style. Imagine any other job where like, you think like we're hiring you because of what we heard you do when you were 20. Right. It's the opposite in any other job. You're like, no, we want you to, like, everything you learn is great, but we want you now. Yeah, no, that's right. But in directors and actors, it's like, oh, no, we loved what right, you did right, right, right. in 1989. That's right. Quigley, right. like, someone's going to come up to you when you're 50 years old. Quigley, we want you to drink two pitchers of beer and give us 20 push-ups and then act. Yeah, yeah, You'll be yeah. like, fuck off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, no, it, right. exactly. I never thought about it like that. In fact, because I always... I always bitch and moan about Tim Burton because I like his his best stuff is brilliant his worst stuff is unwatchable yeah and I've always wondered about it and t- it's only taken till now you know a few beers in for me to come to this conclusion <laughs> that that's the reason you know well, because he's grown up and why doesn't he sure. just grow up with his but, art but that's that's the one that always bothers me with people with music for example mm. and people are like oh you know it's like Sting being the perfect example Sting and the Police when they first came out they were literally a legitimate punk band yeah. and when you tell people they're like what no the Police was always like pop like no 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 when they first came out if you listen to their early stuff they were punk band you know you'll literally hear Sting screaming cunts like on the recordings because yeah. they were a punk band and that was their thing but then like you know it's just like there's only so many of these songs how angry can you be when you start making all this money what are yeah. you going to be angry about yeah you know it's like to me that's like Johnny Rotten he's still it's like you're a dick that's yeah. why you are like that yeah. not because you're legitimately angry about something you're a dick because you got money coming out your ears and you're still pissed about something you're a dick you know and, and then like you know they go and it's like oh he plays all this adult contemporary music yeah he's 60 years old yeah he wants to play something like like people can see their hips too yeah he wears he wears cardigans of course he does yeah of course he does <laughs> yeah, he's 60 years old right right yeah yeah. No, yeah yeah all right next we got a three against the 14 guardians of the galaxy 2 versus daredevil again is there anything we need to talk about here no no, no, I know. I've not seen Daredevil. I think I saw the first ten minutes of it when it came out. I think something around Daredevil, there. and and maybe I'm biased. The only good thing to me about Daredevil Colin was Farrell. Jennifer Garner. Oh, oh, you say? Oh, I think you said Colin Farrell was awful. Oh, he was. was? He was so terribly over oh, the top. I never saw it. I, I, I love Colin Farrell, so I assume. I do too. Him. I do too. I like Colin Farrell. Have you ever seen In Bruges? Yeah. Brilliant movie. Really, I loved him in that. Movie. I was trying to think today in my audition, listeners. I, I came back from an audition today where I had to be, do a, a northern Irish accent Irish in Jackson. the city here for a big old Broadway play. Oh. Very fancy. And I, um, and I, I mean, I'm no, I am Irish myself. I have 
plenty of relatives who have genuine well, accents, unlike myself. Off. You're from London. Oh, right. 95% Irish, according to Ancestry.com. Uh, <laughs> Can you tell we were a few beers into the yeah, episode? Yeah, find me someone who's 95% Irish. But, but uh, it got to the point where I so had Scottish stuck in my head, I had to read sides. So that that's it. for people that don't know. That means that there's a piece of paper with all your lines on, right? And you choose what you want to read, and you go in there and you read them the lines. So you don't have to make some random thing up. You pre-prepared, right? And it said that you need to be Northern Irish. It's a serious play, high profile. So I knew that, and I know that it's a very specific style of accent. But I also knew that Scottish, for whatever reason, was stuck in my head. So I was just trying to think in Bruges, just because it's so stylized, and yes. I can hear those voices in my head, yeah. and I know that if I can get the Republic of Ireland in my head, I can at least switch it away from the Scottish to be able to twang it into Northern. Right. At least get the rhythm, because Northern Irish and Republic of Ireland the accents are very different, but the rhythm is at least in a similar... similar yeah, the same song. Is yeah, it's in a similarish world that I can transfer it right. uh, in tone you're to make all, it Northern you're, Irish. You make it Irish tech and you roll them and... Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, right. yeah you've got a natural nice northern Irish. No, uh, uh, apparently, that's, her, that's what I heard, which has amazed me because all the Irish guys I hung out were from Dublin. Yeah, which is funny because all you hear Dublin is being like that. No, that's northern. <laughs> of course, that screwed me up. I was about to go straight into a Dublin accent and very north. I was going straight to northern, and you which is what it should have been going about four hours ago, and then I can do it. And you went from Dublin to Belfast real quick. Actually, I had fun, you mate. There you go, that's Dublin like that. It's slightly, slightly different, mate. It's slightly faster. And it's, yeah. The stylistic uh, <laughs> styling of the quig, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Nice. Yeah, so yeah, so I screwed up with that. But for that, um, yeah, Colin Farrell, big fan. I assumed he'd be good in it. Apparently he's not. Uh, Jennifer Garner, though, we had this electric discussion previously. Yes. You, you liked her though. I, I, I she thought was probably married at the time to Ben Affleck. No, 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 no. That's where they oh, met. that's where they met. That was... Okay. That film came out right towards the end, or right after Ben Affleck broke up with Jennifer Lopez. Oh, so he went from pieces. being he yeah. went from being Hell Harbor Benefer to another Benefer, actually. Yeah, Benefer to Benefer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> from Baylo so, to Benefer Balner. Boehner. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow, Jim Boehner. Yeah. He went to being a congressman. Nice, but yeah. So. But anyway, th- there's no discussion really. The Guardians of the Galaxy 2 takes that one easily, I think. Yeah. Right. So, the next one. Alright, this I think is the... Well, this is one of two movies on this list that I didn't see. That being the Justice League. Justice League versus Captain America the First Avenger. Um, Which, to me, is like no discussion. Yes. Yeah. None whatsoever. No. Just, just from everything I've heard... Of the Justice League, uh, yeah. Again, just... not seen the Justice League. No, but I think I've seen enough based on the trailers and Batman vs Superman. And uh, I, in fact, I was in a where was I today? I was in some store. I was in somewhere, and they were playing clip. Oh, it wasn't today. It was yesterday. I was in Target. Okay. And they were playing the trailer clips of Justice League, and it was this little stupid little bits where they were like, "Hey, this one's so funny," between. Um, Batman and the Flash. Wonder Woman. Oh, the Flash. The yeah. Flash, like, kind of. He's like, I heard you're quick. He's like, um, I feel like that's a oversimplification. Yeah. Oh, oh god, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> well, apparently, one of the big complaints from all, everything I've read is that they've made Batman like one of the running jokes, and they were like, wait a minute, he was literally the only. Ironically yeah. enough, the only redeeming part of Batman vs Superman, because everyone expected he was going to ruin the movie, and yes. he kind of carried the movie instead. Yeah. And then they went and made it, I guess, for punishment, for, for like outshining <laughs> Henry Cable. Like, uh, we're going to make you the schmuck in this one. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I. So I have rough. a big problem with Ben Affleck as Batman anyway. I don't like him. I love Ben Affleck in in some ways, um, but I. I, and a lot of people liked him in Batman vs Superman. I, I, I thought didn't. he was very, as an old grizzly Batman, I thought he did very well. I really did. I think, if anything, if if you thought his performance was bad, I think it had more to do with the script than with him. He said old grizzly Batman. I mean, what is he? He's like 40? 46, 47. But, I mean, in the comic books, that's the old grizzly Batman. Because yeah. you figure Batman started doing this shit when he was like 23. He's been like... You know, fighting every yeah, day. I don't know. I'm thinking like Frank Miller Batman, and I'm thinking. Oh, like Frank Miller Batman is like in his fifties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they were trying to make it like that, but I mean, 
pre well I think I think you're right I think they were trying to make it pre Frank Miller because I think they were leading up mm. to Dana Returns yes. as an actual Movie. film if which they, now if they do that a few years off if they do that they have to recast everything and they really have to get somebody hopefully not Zack Snyder to do it well, they're definitely going to do it if anything just because of name brand yes after having Batman Begins The Dark Knight yeah um what was the third one? What was it called? The Dark. The Dark Knight Returns. Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, they've set. That or was up. it? Or was it The Dark Knight Rises again? Dark Knight Rises. Yes. Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. It's called right. The Dark Knight Rises. Right. So of course you set stuff up for The Dark Knight Returns. Yes. I'm sure they're gonna do it just for back. And you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if they actually get Chris Nolan to do it. If you give it enough time. I suppose. Because it's a great. My question material. is, who are they gonna get to be Batman? Christian Bale. In no. Like, in like no. 15 years. In 15 years. But yeah, in 15 years, yeah, I could see him doing it. But he'd have to beef up. Because like, oh. That's easy for him. He's like one of these, he's the modern day De Niro as far as transformation is it, it, No, no, no. But I, I, I think even more. Because like if you look at the, and I know it's a stylistic drawing or whatever, mm. but if you look at like in the, well, the, one the Dark Knight Returns, well. yeah. in, in the Dark Knight Returns, if you look at it, that's the look you expect, like the way the rock looks. Yeah, that's yeah. the guy oh, we exactly. need there. That's the one thing Athlete did right. Is yeah. he, he put on a lot of weight. Yes. So that he then bulked up to the point where he was... A, and he's a big dude anyway. Yeah, he's like 6'5". 6'3", 6'4". So he, he put on a lot of weight. Because yes. I remember him talking about an interview with Gone Girl he did before he filmed the Batman. Right, right, right. And he was like, there was a shower scene in Gone Girl and they had to cut around the fact that he had a big old belly because he'd been eating so many calories yeah. because he had to be big to then tone up. Build up, up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, Justin Lee versus Captain America, the first Avenger. I mean, the first Avenger was so brilliantly done. Yeah. And I mean, I remember when they announced that their next movies were going to be Captain America and Thor, and I remember talking to a friend and going like, what? Those aren't even particularly uh, popular comic books. Uh-oh. Yeah. Oh, uh, and Manny just listeners, like, oh. Listeners, you, uh, oh. I'm watching my team. I, I I haven't even realized until this moment that my team was losing. 2-0. Man United oh. were losing against Sevilla, and now they just scored a second one. And it's 15 And it's literally ago. been within the last five minutes. And it, and it was not a bad, oh, who have we got in the goal? Who is that? Oh, it's De Gea, it's De Gea. We have the best goalkeeper in the world, and he tried his best. Apparently not. Apparently not. Is that the hand? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh, that was an anemic slap. Severe. Yeah. Well, me? my friend, we've we've like twelve minutes. We've we have Plenty at least fifty. We've we've seventeen minutes. We take into account injury time. Sure. The one thing Man United do better than anyone else is to come back at the last minute. Well, if they can. Is Rooney still playing? No, he's with Everton now. We don't need Rooney. You're kidding? Yeah, he's been with Everton for like every year. Really? Yeah. That's that, see, that still that still bothers me because I remember as a kid when players would be with one team and that's the only team they ever played with. Well, if it was up to Rooney, he'd have been with Everton his whole life. He was with Everton. He grew up in Liverpool. Everton was his home team. Right. He was in Liverpool. Got his big start. Started at 17, the uh, youngest starter for Everton yeah, in the yeah, Premier yeah. League. Scored wonder goals. We signed him straight from Everton. Right. And as, as the, all the success he had at United, he always wanted to go back to Everton since his club. Right, so right, there right. was this deal. And most, when you reach that stage of talent, yeah. there's always an unwritten rule of, you know what, once you reach the point where you feel like you're winding down, well, you go back to where you, where you really want to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was fine. And he's doing well for Everton, and it was a good choice because he was reaching the point where he wasn't going to be able to produce at this level. Right. Because um, it's the difference of being the star player for Everton or the potential bench winner for United for United yeah yeah. we're fine though we've done well we've got Alexis Sanchez from Arsenal he's a great player and yep. we've got some we've got uh, Lukaku we've got some good players so but we should not be losing 2-0 to Sevilla 2-0 right to Sevilla in the Champions Cup my friend name me a player from Sevilla uh, Jose uh, uh, Guerrero I don't know made that up <laughs> so anyway back to the subject at hand at this point, the quick is drowning his miseries. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, fuck your comic book. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the last 
bracket we have here is Wonder Woman versus Superman 3, which is the Christopher Reeve, Richard Pryor Superman. Yeah. Which was a silly Superman. Yeah. Yeah, but... Yeah. Which was like, yeah. let's make some money yeah. and bring some comedy elements into it, which I... I which now we know with modern uh, pop culture being out, Richard Pryor was a secret lover of Marlon Brando, so this all ties in... What? Oh, you didn't hear this? No, what? What? Whoa, you never heard this? No, what? I, I had this conversation with you. No, not with okay, me. Okay, this came out... Um, was this in the Turkish prison you had this conversation? No, this was, this was probably about three weeks ago. This was in the news. Um, there was... Who was it? It was um, Quincy Jones. Uh-huh. Oh, Quincy. when he did that whole interview and yes. talking shit about everybody? Yeah, Quincy Jones did that big interview. Who there was, Howard Stone or whatever he did. No, 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 no. Yeah, it was just somebody. Um, and he... They asked him, like, you know, ah, oh, I was all the yeah, crazy Yeah, because Quincy Jones alluded that he banged Ivanka Trump in that one. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. No, and no one's denied it, which means he definitely did. <laughs> he, As a 60-year-old man. If you're Trump, you're going to die. For the, yeah, no. No, yeah, he dated Ivanka Trump when she was, like, 20. Right. And he was, like... In his mid fifties or something? No, because he, he's oh, eighty six. Oh, okay. so, so if she was in his twenties, so this is yeah. about fifteen years ago. So he's about yeah. sixty five. Yeah, man, Quincy Jones putting the pipe down, huh? He said that she had the best legs of anyone he'd ever seen. Yeah, with. fair enough. Fair enough. And you look back at him. You look back at Quincy Jones from fifteen years ago. The man looked pretty good. Oh my God, have you seen like early like Quincy? Like there's there's the the, the famous album. His this is how I feel about jazz. Yeah. You ever seen that cover album? Yeah. Quincy Jones is a fucking sex pot, dude. He looks awesome on that thing. And he's like one of the most powerful people of all time when it comes to music. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, it's he's Quincy brilliant. Jones. It's Quincy Jones, right. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. anyway, go ahead. I mean, look at Rashida Jones. So that's the product of Quincy Jones right there. She is yeah. a looker. She's pretty good. Yeah, easy on the eyes. Another great one who's kooky and funny and also mm. pretty good looking. She should do more. She does. She has that... Uh, like airplane-like, naked gun-like TV show on TBS. Oh, she does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Steve Steve Carell is like one of the executive producers. Oh, I've yeah, not yeah. Seen that. I don't know if it's still around, but it was on for like at least two seasons. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, he came out and he said that, uh, and they were asking for about you know, like, oh, what scandalous things that at the time no one knew, but now you can say. Uh, Marlon Brando uh-huh. was a serial sex addict, basically. Right. You know. And just never did anything that moved. Right. So he half, was Freddie Mercury. Yeah. Right. Half because he just loved sex and he loved right. people, and half because he was just off high off his face the whole time. Because it was the seventies. Right. Never was on every drug going. True. Um, but his most high-profile uh, affairs were James Baldwin, who was a black civil rights leader, poet. Yeah. Um, great man. I love James Baldwin. Yeah. Brilliant man. Uh, Marvin Gaye. Marlon Brando and Richard into the Bryan. swirl and Richard really? Bryan and this all came out yeah he is and then well we should have known this he was into that Filipino girl from that whenever he had that whole affair with that girl he did that film out in like Hawaii and he became obsessed with the Polynesians yeah 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 he yeah, had yeah, this yeah. weird yeah, yeah, yeah. He was yeah, like, I'm yeah. going to live out in Polynesia and yeah, gonna, yeah. I'm going to never come back and there was all this weird stuff. Right, 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 right. He, I think he even had a kid with her. And, I don't know. Right. Um, he was always obsessed with the exotic and the, you know, whatever. Right. But he, uh, yeah, and Richard Pryor's ex-wife, uh-huh. who divorced him in like, in years, and years and years ago. Yeah. yeah, way back when. But then they before shortly before his death they reconciliated they, they reconciliated and got back together right. and became very very close friends and she was basically his primary caregiver near the end I think uh, but she came out after this interview because someone obviously turned to her and was like Christian Joseph said this thing what do you think about it and she was like yeah it's true <laughs> she was like yeah totally and she said not only is it totally true Richard Bright whose memoirs uh, she's been trying to get published uh-huh. uh, because obviously it would be amazing said if Richard was around today he would find this hilarious as a story he would laugh his face off about this because he was very proud of it at the time that was funny he was outspokenly bisexual Richard okay Bryan, right because he just didn't care he was like that's what we and the fact that everyone was talking about this is a scandalous thing would be like the best stand up material he could ever right, right, right. he never said anything at the time because he didn't want to say anything for Marlon's group but yeah completely and she said it was again it was all due to the drugs apparently they all screwed with each other yeah sure they sure, didn't sure. care yeah, yeah. Look at that. so it ties around with uh, you know Jurel 
and uh, Richard Pryor getting on together. Sure. And, uh, and looking after Carlo a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So, Carlo had no idea that Richard Pryor, that film was more of his. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> More related like to him than he thought. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's. Wow. What do you got to think about? That's an amazing scenario. I just want to see that film where you have Paul and Richard Pryor as lovers. Oh my god. That's something, huh? Yeah. God, it makes you think of all the other things that have never come to light, huh? In, in Hollywood, in particular. Oh, completely. Forget about well, like, the political now, circles. You'll hear about them, I guess. Oh, yeah. sure, yeah. Oh, because you'd think like. Oh, you know George Ronald Clooney Reagan and Mr. Rogers. Like, <laughs> oh, for sure, without a doubt. Ocean's Eleven. Ocean's Eleven people involved in the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was the little like Chinese dude with the little. Given a little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Casey. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. That's different. That's incest. You brought incest to this, though. So don't go no. there. Casey doing it for Matt, oh, not okay. for Ben. Oh, okay, that's fine. Yeah. That's, that's okay, but... Oh. Like, what's Casey doing? Oh, we're we going get... too far now. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going too far here. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, the last one is Wonder Woman versus Superman 3. Yeah. Easy one, I think. Yeah, I, um, I've not seen Wonder Woman. You really? No. And this is You're because kidding. no, and the reason is my wife is um, such a big feminist. Okay. She went to go see this film uh-huh. at a woman's only screening. Okay. So I can watch it if I wanted to. Uh, okay. I'm in the Alamo Draft House. Oh, in that's Yonkers. right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Great cinema. We're fans of sure. Alamo Draft House. Um, we yeah, she went to go see it. A woman's only screening with her mother, her sister, her cousin, and a friend. Okay. They went. Um, apparently had a great time. Yeah. And then I was left in this weird scenario where, like, what? I'm gonna go see Wonder Woman on my own somewhere? Sure, with a bottle of lotion. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> and um, well, yeah. I mean, Chris Pine's in it. Why not? You are uh, Captain Kirk. Yeah. I mean, come on, Kirk. Yeah. That's He's all what... about getting on with the space alien women. Yeah, yeah, women. I mean, that's right. a perfect casting. It's like, who do we get that's gonna wash up on this strange world and like sleep with these weird kind of alien Amazon women? It's like, what? I mean. They're like, you want Shatner for that? They're like, well, he's a bit old. He's a bit weird. Okay, Chris Pine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So oh. I am not familiar with your local customs, but I will try my best to ingratiate myself. I'll say, I'll say this. <laughs> I think he does a great Captain Kirk. He does. I love those films. Yeah, they, I, think... I didn't watch the latest one because I heard it wasn't good. Which was the latest one? Uh, the card the one, one, no? No, no, no. It was three of them. The, the latest one was a couple of years ago. It was the last film that Anton Yechin was in, which was shortly after That's he died. Right. Was it the one with uh, 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 Benedict Cumberbatch? No, that was the second one. That's, That's the last the one I saw. That was good. So what was the third one? I never saw it. It was The reason I didn't see it is because J.J. Abrams directed the first two, and the third one was directed by the dude who did uh, Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift. And everyone was saying it was basically just an action movie. Um, I'm trying to. I can't for the life of me now remember what, what what was the plot or anything. I saw it. I know I oh, saw it, it, but okay. but I, I I can't remember what the plot was. I'm fair, I'm pretty sure I saw it. Because uh, believe it or not, I was also a big Star Trek geek. So Uh-oh. Into Darkness was the sequel, right? All right. So the music is getting real loud, and we're almost done with the episode, people. So FYI. Uh, I don't know what the third one is. Chris Pine. Uh, I can't find it for some strange reason. But yeah, no, I, I I didn't see it because apparently it was no good. I thought Into Darkness was the last one. No, that was the se- that was the second one. Star Trek Beyond. What's the plot on that one? The USS Enterprise crew explores the furthest reaches of uncharted space, where they encounter a new ruthless enemy who puts on them and everything the Federation stands for to the test. Well, that doesn't really. Yeah, no, that doesn't help me any. Uh, no, I definitely didn't see it. Who's the bad guy in that? It's this race of... Uh... Oh, no, 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 yes, 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 yes. I remember, I saw it, yes. You did? It was, okay. it was an action movie. It's the girl from The Kingsman. The girl with the bladed legs. She's kind of like the help. Oh, okay. And Idris Elba is the bad guy in that one. Oh, he is? Yes. 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 I remember now. Uh, obviously, it wasn't that memorable because I couldn't remember it at all. So. But, I, I mean, I enjoyed it. But, yeah, it was an action movie. There wasn't anything. Yeah. It was basically an old 
Earth crew that got hold of some alien technology and was able to live on longer and be a menace. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it was one of those where, as a TV episode, it would have been a great episode. But as a movie, it was a little bit, eh. Yeah. But I, I mean, it's entertaining. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Well, so, so Wonder Woman goes through. <laughs> so Wonder Woman goes through. All right. So that's our Gotham column. The Dark Knight, Batman Begins, Iron Man, Spider-Man Homecoming, Batman, the 89 version, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, Captain America, the first Avenger, and Wonder Woman. The second round is getting like... Tough. Yep, it is. It is. It's getting. Uh, so it's getting tough. Like the Manhattan version seems like a much easier because some bad ones got through. But then again, in my opinion, some bad ones got through in Metropolis too. So, well, all right. So we had the Victory Prima Pills by the Victory Brewing Company in Downingtown, Pennsylvania, five point three percent. And we had the three cheese quesadillas with chipotle chicken. What did you think about the quesadillas, my friend? They were fine. Yeah? Pretty standard. Yeah. They were fine, yeah. whatever, you know. Nothing outstanding. Nothing outstanding. I'd give them a uh, 3.3. 3. Okay. Yeah, that's that's fair. I, I would have gone as far as a 3.5. Okay. Because, I mean, they came out quick and they were warm and... That's true, yeah. So, I get, but like you said, very standard. Nothing, nothing to write home about. Yeah. But uh, the Victory Prima Pills, which I've never seen in a shop before, but I'm kind of enjoying it. Yeah, pretty good. I mean, it's. I mean, in terms of the reason why I ordered it, I don't think it's that great. I mean, it was supposed to be. Uh, oh yeah, the rating was the, really high. There's a weird rating system on the menu that we're ordering from, and it was rated a hundred. Yes. Out. This is uh, not 100, I assume. This is not 100 beers. It's not 100 beers. No. Not really anywhere near it. I'm no. a bit confused by why they did the races. The I would say this is like an 88 or an 89 beer. Maybe even not that. I wouldn't give it that. I'd give it an 82 or something. Maybe right. 81. But In the 80s, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it was this fine. This is a B beer. It was. It's probably good for the fact, you know, we've had a couple of them. We had another one before, so. Yep. Whatever. I mean, it's not. Uh, it, it, it's good. It's fine, you know. We don't often do Pilsner, I don't think. We, we usually have something a little bit more... Robust? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We don't so, have Pilsners often, you're right. No. But, I mean, in terms of Pilsners, it's okay. But at the same time, they it's they made it a little bit hoppy. I Usually, when I have Pilsners, they're not nearly this hoppy, I think. Yeah, uh... Yeah, I think it's probably a bit of a... It's probably a little bit too pretentious for its own... Right, I guess. But the fact that it's got its high score, there's some hops in it. Right. Yeah, there's definitely a person out there that takes itself a little less seriously that's better. Right. Uh, right. So, I don't know. Maybe don't go buy off ratings. Yeah, no, yeah, off the menu, yeah. Maybe that's the clue. I don't know. Ratebeer.com. Oh, Man United has scored an extra goal. Oh, look what at did that. I tell you? But we're 93 minutes and there's no way we're going to score another. So, no. well, we'll lose. But still, we... we Pull back some dignity from the list of things. If, if that's what you want to call it, okay. Is there an aggregate? Do we already play? No. Oh, this is the first leg. First this leg. is the first leg, my listeners. This is fine. We have another leg to get Wishful through. thinking, ladies and gentlemen. Wishful thinking. Although this is at home. We're playing at Old Trafford, so yeah. the next leg will be harder. Yeah. Uh, whatever. Oh, yeah, because they're celebrating entirely too much for yeah. the first leg. Yeah. That's all right. So, beer? Uh, beer. And to be fair, we've had this is like our third one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so three, it wasn't bad enough that we were like, yeah, we don't want this beer anymore. No, I, I, three point eight. So three point eight, I think. Yeah, I, I would have gone with uh, three point six, three point seven. Yeah. Like you said, it's um, yeah, I'm giving it a three point six. It's 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 a good beer. I mean, that's a solid beer. Yeah. But it's we a, spoil a bit on this show. We, we get to drink some nice beers. Because yeah, because we've had some beers that have just been magnificent. Yeah, really have. And so the, the minute you and have it those, that scale, the scale shifts. Every time we have time. a great beer, the yes. scale gets pushed back a little bit. It does. It's true, yeah. and it's it's kind of hard to like be 
I guess, objective or fair. Yeah. I don't understand how these people who like judge these things can. Because I mean, once you have a really good one, it's like everything else kind of is like shit. Isn't they it? must just drink a lot of terrible beers. <laughs> That's all I can think. They of. just drink a lot of like Pabst Blue Ribbon Light. <laughs> like, like, right. Oh god, this thing is amazing. Hundred, hundred. It can't get better. It can't get better. I mean, I don't understand how. Anything, I mean, I'm very much of the opinion that any rating system for anything. Nothing should ever make a hundred because that right. implies you would do nothing. You would never leave your home again. Right, right, You'd right. You'd just right. be drinking this beer right, all your right, life. Right, right. I mean, surely the fact that you could add an extra like two percent to the volume of alcohol already implies that you can improve it by at least half a percent, no? Yes. Yeah. I mean, what, what, how can something be a hundred percent? It's it's yeah. Well. Alright ladies and gentlemen, we'll apologize for the loud music because it kicked on, but we're going to wrap up then. So we got our grades for the food, 3.3 and 3.5 on the quesadillas, 3.8 and 3.6 on the beer, and we are three brackets in for the first round with one bracket left to do for our uh, superhero tournament champion. And if you guys want, again, email us your brackets and we'll tabulate your results when we're done and put it all up. Sean is despondent. He's watching the game as the Sevilla team is celebrating on, in old. Because Stratford. I just realised it's the second leg, so apparently the first leg was nil nil. Oh. So we're out. We're out of the European Cup. Oh. But don't, don't you automatically get bounced into the UEFA? No. No, we're, no, because we're at the last 16. Oh. So UEFA Cup is already the UEFA Cup is already underway. Ah. Uh. Yeah. We're out. We're just out. That's I'm sorry. It. I'm sorry. You know what? You're going to get cast in this play. I know it. Thanks, folks, for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Have a good one.